there is an absurd amount of news to get to today, and I am almost 100% certain we're not going to get to all of it. So we're going to try to get to the pertinent stuff. We're going to try to get to the most interesting stuff. We're going to try to get to the stuff that stimulates the best conversation. Christian Gokel alongside Cam Urshery here on second down. Before we go anywhere, uh, I did want to mention and send out our thoughts at least my prayers. I don't want to speak for Cam, but I'm pretty sure he's aligned right there with me. Uh, to everyone in the Midwest who dealt with those just absolutely horrific storms uh, over the weekend. I believe the death toll in Kentucky now above 64. Uh, so just our thoughts and our prayers with everyone up in the Midwest right now. It's just absolutely devastating tornadoes rolling through that area. So uh, just keep them in your thoughts. Oh, yeah. But... As we move forward here, Cam, a ton of news in the college football world, and we have something, a tool, that we're going to use every time someone mentions these two words together. Cam, what are the most, the two most important words in college football right now? Transfer portal. There you go. So every time you hear the words transfer portal... Ah, see, we're learning. We're, see, we're working through this. We're workshopping this right now. This is going to be just clean by the time we get to three and out because they're going to be talking about the transfer portal a lot. So there you go. See, every time you hear that, that means like three more quarterbacks have entered the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people. I've seen, I seen my boy Bo. I've seen his video. Um, Your boy Bo. Yeah, he Bo. gone. Yeah, he's gone. I don't know where he's going, but he's gone. I mean, but, I mean it's a new age of college football. Um, yeah, just marketing uh, yourself and bending yourself. We're going to get to Auburn here in a little bit, but, I mean, just the amount of quarterbacks right now in the transfer portal is unbelievable. Uh, last night you mentioned it. Bo Nix enters his name in the transfer portal. Spencer Rattler is still hanging out in the transfer portal. About an hour ago, Kadon Slovis from USC, who mm. a lot of people thought was going to be a first-round pick this year, he's in the transfer portal. So mm. he's going to be out there. I believe the top – Two quarterbacks from the, what, 2019 recruiting class are both in the transfer portal right now, Spencer Rattler and Bo Nix. And they were supposed to be the first two quarterbacks gone this year as well. Slovis was actually number one at some point on people's boards early in the season. I think he got hurt this year. Am I, I might be wrong. Yeah, he did. He got hurt. I thought he would stay with Lincoln Riley and, you know, they make maybe make something happen with him at USC. But him going somewhere else, that's – it's going to be a lot of good quarterbacks on the market. So the only one that we've really seen the answer to already is Quinn Ewers. He transfers from Ohio State back to Texas. So he will oh. be Steve Sarkeesian's quarterback of That's the future. Nice. Potentially, I mean, he could be somewhere else uh, the year after. So who, who knows? And th th how does that affect the Arch Manning recruiting out there? We'll have, we'll have to wait and see. But, again, uh, you have Miles Brennan is in the transfer portal from LSU. Uh, Harrison Bailey's in the transfer portal. Dylan Gabriel uh, from UCF is there. Actually, do you have two? Yeah, you have two LSU quarterbacks because Max Johnson is in the transfer portal as well. And now you have Brian Kelly grinding on his new five-star quarterback in a video uh, on LSU's website. If you, th if you think I'm joking, go to LSU's Twitter and look up the latest video from there because it's literally the head football coach for LSU grinding his butt cheeks on his new quarterback. So he has a new five-star coming in this year. Yes, that's who it probably go with. You believe that? Probably, unless they get a transfer in. Because I mean, there's plenty of dudes out here that they can get. I don't. I honestly, like, where does Bo Nix go? 
That's what I was about to say. I honestly don't know. But does he go to UCF? Anyone goes. Like he, he wouldn't follow Gus Miles on to UCF, would he? Yeah, he could. I I don't know where a lot of these dudes will go though. It's a lot of. I mean, good if I had to think, Bo Nick. Obviously, all of their goal is to play in the NFL. But if I had to think, is Bo Nix is saying, "Let me go somewhere I can put some NFL tape together," and Auburn's just bad. Uh, other news for Auburn today: Tank Bigsby, their running back, is in the transfer portal. See, look at that. And you know who uh, the the rumor mill is? The number one team that is expected to land his services? Who? University of Georgia. I, you I, missed I, him once. You missed him once. Yeah. I don't think Georgia's going to miss him twice. I, I think that would be a matchmaking heaven because I don't think we've had a, how can I say, a bell cow in a while since maybe Holyfield. Like it just a, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift? Well, DeAndre Swift, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Swift. I love Swift. I forgot about him. I mean, how are you going to feel about yeah, DeAndre I, I like can't, that? I, you know what? I apologize. <laughs> I can't do old Swift like that. I love Swift. But, um, I mean, that would be really nice. <laughs> that would be really so that would be scary. They're good. talking about tank there, but I, I think the fascinating thing is you're going to see the rich get richer, right? Like Alabama and Georgia are going to go grab so, uh, just a couple of pieces, like you saw last year with Alabama. They go and get Henry Toto. Georgia mm-hmm. goes into the transfer portal and gets Darion Kendrick, and they're both in the college football playoff. Uh, I think the quarterback thing is going to be fascinating. I think we've learned one thing is you're never going to have two really good quarterbacks on your roster again. Like the Jalen Hurts Tua thing probably isn't going to happen anymore, right? You're if you have if you have two quarterbacks, one's gone, and you're lucky if you keep one of them. I think the only person that can make people buy in is Nick Saban. He might be the only person. But I mean, can, Jalen you, Hurts, can you tell me who Alabama's backup quarterback is right now? No, no, no. Of course not. I, mean, I don't Bryce know if Young, they have that Bryce Young has right that now. on lock, but. If I if I'm a quarterback and Nick Saban tells me, hey, you won't play till your junior year, I'm like, you know what? Cool. I just seen Mac Jones. He's successful. Jalen Hurts successful. Mm-hmm. Tua, and now Bryce Young. He waited a year and he's better than all of them. So I think Nick Saban, he's the only one with that cachet to say, you don't need to transfer. You can stay right here. Is wait Bra- your time. Braxton Barker. Nah, he's a redshirt junior. Maybe, I'm sure maybe. at some point in time, you know, they're gonna have another. Another nice five star. Oh, I'm sure if you, I mean, they got Paul Tyson. He's a redshirt sophomore, six five, two twenty eight. I mean, I don't really know Stone Holler, Stone <laughs> Hollenbach. That sounds like a name I kind of recognize. Uh, but yeah, there's no freshman sitting behind it right now. But I'm pretty sure they have like the number one or no, number two quarterback in the country committed to him this year. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But like, this is becoming uh, like NBA, NFL free agency where. You see a lot of guys in the market. It's like, okay, let's go get them, y'all. Like, let's see what we can do. Oh, and I think it's fascinating. I think it adds a ton of intrigue. Uh, other news of the weekend in regards to local teams: Dan Lanning. That was yeah, I saw that, that was fascinating because Friday night, Kevin and I are in Atlanta, and the news starts coming out during the day that Dan Lanning, I think Chip Towers from the AJC was the first to report it, uh, goes out there and says, "Hey, he's headed to be Oregon's next head coach." Mm-hmm. And then you have all of the national media like two hours later including dan wolken saying that reports bs uh, nobody I've, I've spoken to has confirmed this and like as soon as they said that i was like i don't think that means it's bs like chip towers is a beat reporter for georgia one of the best in the business in terms of breaking news if anybody was going to get it it would be him and national media calling people at oregon and trying to confirm it and then saying it's not happening because they wouldn't confirm it i was like okay so it's probably happening but it was weird the way it went was He's gone, a whole flood of people saying this isn't true, and then yesterday you find out he's going to be their next head coach, going to be introduced today. 
uh, as the next head football coach at Oregon. Weird kind of match because he's not a West Coast dude. He was at Memphis before he came to Georgia. He wasn't even on Georgia's staff when they went to the national championship uh, and has been the D.C. there now for three seasons. Mm-hmm. Now he's a head coach at Oregon, and you know who Georgia opens with next season? Oregon. Oregon. So Georgia will be facing their former defensive coordinator to open the season next year. But uh, Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp named co-defensive coordinators, which mm-hmm. Schumann was already a co-DC with Dan Lanning. Mm-hmm. But you bump Will Muschamp up from special teams coordinator uh, to now he is a co-defensive coordinator. Uh, and just speaking with a couple of people around the program, after the SEC championship, Will Muschamp got – or has been a lot more involved on the defensive side of the ball anyways, mm-hmm. which I still think he's a top 10 defensive mind in college football. Say what you will about him as a head coach, but the dude can coach defense. So it obviously hurts losing Lanning, but That's the, fact, the game. fact he's going to the West Coast, you're not going to lose recruits that follow him, whereas like if the Auburn job had came open and he took the Auburn job, then you'd yeah. be in – real peril of losing a ton of your top recruits to follow him there, you're not going to lose any, I think, due nah. to that. No, nah, you know, I, I don't see any Like, kids. a lot of them reaffirmed it on their Twitter mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, I don't see any kids going from Athens to Eugene, all the way Eugene Oregon, or, uh, with bad weather there. I don't see them doing hey, that. Hey, Oregon is, is a beautiful, bad beautiful weather. area. Bad weather. Define bad. Cold. Rain. Cold, rainy, twenty four seven. That's from what I heard. It's just bad, bad weather. And, and you know they get have it. I'll take this weather here. But I mean that's good. You you've seen Mel Tucker move on, uh, Coach Pittman, and now Dan Lanning gets. It's pretty cool what Kirby Smart's doing. Someone, like oh this, Shane Beamer. Know, Shane Beamer, yeah. It's it's pretty cool what he's doing with his coaching tree so far. So that's what four coaches now. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and uh, I guess the rumors are now, if you're following the rumor mill, uh, Mario Cristobal, who is now the head coach at Miami, he is targeting Glenn Schumann as his defensive coordinator. So we'll see how that kind of shakes out there. But may just be able to use this to get a pay bump. I I told you about Mario Cristobal. I I don't think it's just a home run hire yet. I got to see exactly what he does at Miami because I didn't see enough at Oregon, in my opinion. I just didn't. I didn't see enough. What you got a Rose Bowl victory? That's cool, but you had freaking Justin Herbert and maybe the best offensive lineman you've seen in the past five five to ten years on your team. Yeah, I just don't know that they were able ever able to really get it going defensively. I just me with Cristobal, I think he is a he's a Miami guy, mm-hmm. and so if anybody's going to be able to recruit that area, it's going to be him. He got his butt kicked a couple times this year by Utah and then the just out-of-the-blue loss to Stanford, yeah. which was weird. But outside of that, I think he's done a really good job. And I think who who would you have gotten that's better? Oh, no, that I won't argue For Miami. Like, I, th- I think it's a step up from Andy Diaz, and I think he's going to be able to recruit his tail off. And I also think you get him at a really good time because the ACC is kind of in flux right now where you yeah. have Clemson is going to a complete overhaul outside of their head coach. Right, you're going to need an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, new athletic director. Uh, your offense was kind of in peril because just really underperformed this year. Mm-hmm. And Brent Venables is gone. So I'm curious to see if any of the players leave Clemson to follow him to Oklahoma, which I th- think might be interesting. But, again, ACC is kind of wide open right now. And Miami's not bad, bad. 
to right? say. They've just been disappointing. They haven't been like Florida State hit rock bottom like last year. Right? Yeah. Like you had a head coach for like a year and a half, fired him, couldn't block anything. Like Cam could have gotten three sacks in a game against Florida State. And this year they've kind of bounced back, but they hit rock bottom. Miami never really hit rock bottom. They've just kind of been disappointing year in and year out. Yeah, they just couldn't win those, you know, those big games. I, if I had to pick a favorite for the ACC, it might still be Wake Forest. I see where, yeah. you know, BJ did an article where basically their whole entire offense, including Sam Hartman, is, including Sam Hartman, is coming back. And it's like if you could produce or do what you did this year, next year. I, I don't want to say college football playoffs, I, but it's it's really scary, though. I don't want to put Clemson t- to bed yet. They're no, going to have so many great bed. defenders coming back. I'm sure they'll get the quarterback situation figured out. They need some running backs and some wide receivers to step up, but it's Clemson. So, But, again, they're in an interesting situation. But I think Cristobal will do a good job uh, at Miami. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back with more. We're going to stay with the college football talk again. Transfer portal is wide open right now. You hear that? Somebody else just jumped into the transfer portal. So we're going we're gonna to break that down some more, talk about the head coaches, and start looking at some of these bowl games as well. And then the, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, yeah, I, I talk. They, 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 yeah. Just, they won't yeah. go away. Yeah. I think they're, what, a game out of the playoffs right now? They win next week. With their, they're the sixth seed if they win next week. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's crazy. We'll talk about why that's a good thing for all you fans out there that want to see them lose out to get a better draft pick. We'll do all that right here on ES Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Two different locations in Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. Mentioned this last week. We want to keep reminding everyone all the way up until the 23rd. We are in the middle of our ESPN Savannah Toy Drive. We have five different locations. I, I keep saying that. We have six different locations, but five different partners where you can drop off toys. Uh, you have Geechee Roots over at the Tanger Outlets, Cash and Carry, 500 Staley Avenue, Hall of Sneaks, 30 West York Street in Savannah there. Of course, a good friends over at East Victory Drive, Coach's Corner, and then as we mentioned, two different locations for the uniform source, 14045 Abercorn Street in Savannah, and then 818 East Turin Avenue in Savannah. Drop off an unwrapped toy at any of those locations to help us with our toy drive. But, Cam, we were talking about quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks in that last segment. You know what? We're going to come back and talk about quarterbacks in this one because Bryce Young is your 2021 Heisman Trophy winner and the least surprising Heisman Trophy maybe of all time. Uh, I thought the finalists are more where this conversation is because Bryce Young, if you just want to say the most outstanding player in college football, it'd be hard to argue that it's not him, right? The, the season that he had, even when Alabama kind of hit some turbulent patches there towards the mid to later part of the season, he was still putting up unbelievable numbers and really kind of carrying this team that hasn't been a traditionally dominant Alabama team that's just been that blows teams out and breaks their will on defense. He's kind of had to come up clutch a few times and I thought in his last two games he had his Heisman moments right he had the moment where he brought Alabama back on the drive in the Iron Bowl at the end and then won in overtime but I think more so of a moment was just absolutely eviscerating Georgia's defense on a national stage uh, defense that had given up less than a touchdown every game prior to that one and putting up 41 points on it I know you have the pick six in there but it is what it is just bludgeoning Georgia over and over again I think they got it right with him. I don't inherently think they got it right with the finalist. I mean, 
Will Anderson, I think we can all agree, should have been in New York. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I know like people think, okay, defender for defender, these are the guys that you would want to swap, right? You want to swap in for Aiden Hutchinson. Not inherently. I don't really know why C.J. Shroud was there. I I said it all along. I thought it should be Will Anderson, Bryce Young, um, whoever you uh, Ken, and Kenneth Walker. Those, that was that was that, yeah, was, that was that was messed up that they left Kenneth Walker out. Yeah, I think he should have been the Heisman. It's, I mean, he had one. Bad, I wouldn't even say it was a bad game. He didn't get a lot of touches against Ohio State. I think he had six carries for twenty-four yards, but he had a five touchdown game against a college football playoff team in Michigan. He's had really big games. I'm just not understanding what is a running back supposed to do. A thousand, what, seven hundred, eight hundred yards and twenty touchdowns. What is he supposed to do to get in the Heisman? And they were ten and two. It's not like Michigan State seven and five. Well, here's where it comes down to with the Heisman Trophy: is everyone likes to have their different thoughts about. Oh, here's our conspiracy theory about why this guy made it and this guy didn't. And they're a lot of fun to talk about, but the sad reality is the Heisman Trophy is determined by Heisman voters. Who are Heisman voters? They are sports writers, right? And I don't know the exact number, but there's a lot of them that have Heisman votes. We know this, Cam. We watch football every weekend. You can't watch every game, every player, every week, right? You can't do it. So what happens is when you're a national writer or you're a local writer, you watch your team Mm -hmm. and then you watch the big games. And that's kind of how you determine who are the players that are going to be on your Heisman vote. Which games do you watch for Ohio State? You watch Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State. Aiden Hutchinson had seven and a half sacks in those games. So in the games they watched, Aiden Hutchinson balled out. And so that's why he makes it there. Kenneth Walker, what game of his do they watch? They watch the Michigan game, five touchdowns, right? They watch the Ohio State game, and he had like 16 total yards. Yeah, I can tell you his Heisman Trophy odds were done right there. Yeah, but I'll I put it like this. I, I, and I love Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to be a good quarterback on Sundays. But, I mean, they lost against Western Michigan this year, mm-hmm. and they had the exact they same record as Michigan State. They should have lost to Tennessee. Yep, they should have lost to Tennessee. They've had a couple of close games, but Western Michigan, I, it's like, okay, if you're going to put Kenny Pickett in there who hasn't really beaten the teams Kenneth Walker has this year – I just don't – and C.J. Stroud, I just don't – I don't understand. He, Kenneth Walker should have been in there. Like, Will Anderson, Kenneth Walker, Bryce Young, and whoever your fourth person you want to put in there, you can. But those three, they should have been solidified. Like, especially Will Anderson. I don't – when you put up that graphic with him and Aiden Hutchinson, it's that rough. makes yeah. no sense at all. I just want to know why you're coming at my boys from Kalamazoo so bad. What's wrong with Western Michigan? No, there's nothing wrong with Western Michigan. What's wrong Michigan? with the Broncos, Cam? Nothing's wrong with them. I have, you know, you got respect for the Broncos, but I will put it like this. Kenneth Walker lost against Purdue, and they lost against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He showed up in Purdue. He only had one bad game this year, Ohio State. And I wouldn't even say it's a bad game. He just didn't get a lot of touches. I think I think 16 yards is, is a it's bad It's bad. Game. I wish Mel Tucker would have gave him the ball a little bit more, maybe stopped some of the bleeding. But it is what it is. I still think, even after all that, he should have been the Heisman finalist at least. At least the final. So who would have been your four? Bryce. Yep. Kenneth. Adam Anderson. Oh, well, Will Anderson. My apologies. And man, this is hard. I would at, I would put Aiden Hutchinson in. I just don't think C.J. Stroud and and Kenny Pickett got it done for me this year. Yeah, you put up big numbers, but did you? I don't know C.J. Stroud's Heisman moment per se. I don't know 
Kenny Kenny Pickett definitely didn't have one. They just put up big numbers and high powered offenses, which I respect for the NFL purposes and stats. But those four guys, they've all had Heisman moments at some point this year. Well, I can tell you how the votes turned out. What I thought was interesting was, do you know who received the third most first place votes? Third most. Who? who? Will Anderson. And he wasn't invited to New York. So the first place vote, Bryce Young was far and away, uh, had had the most points. He had 684 first place votes out of 870 media members and the 57 living Heisman winners. And then I think the fans get one vote as well. So he had 684 of the first place votes. uh, Aiden Hutchinson had 78 of them, which was second most. Third, Will Anderson with 31. That makes no sense. And then after that, it was Kenny Pickett with 28. And actually, C.J. Stroud didn't even have the, the fifth most because Kenneth Walker had six more first-place votes. See what I'm saying? That's, that's backwards. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand that. But, man, I mean, at the end of the day, Will Anderson just – if you want to just talk about straight stats, had a – I wouldn't say way better because Hutchinson had a nice season – well, but he had a far better season than him, stat-wise. And then you're talking about eye test. This dude was in, man, this dude's in the SEC just terrorizing people all year long. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Well, here's all you need to know: is the Heisman Trophy is a quarterback award. Now, I know you have to do something absurd for it not to be like what Devonta Smith did last year. Uh, but just talking about the defensive players, Bronco Nagurski is a trophy that was given out to the best defensive player will anderson won that the chuck benaric award is another award given out to who they determine is the best defensive player jordan davis won that aiden hutchinson did not win either one of those and yet he came in second place in the heisman trophy voting it's, I, I guess it's I, the I, Michigan i'm telling you I'm, I'm telling you what it is these aren't the chuck benaric the bronco nagurski uh the words like the butkus award the jim thorpe award these aren't voted on Right, this is a panel, a group of people, a trust or whatever that come together to determine this. Whereas the Heisman Trophy is a bunch of writers. Again, they got to fix that. Uh, I mean, eight hundred and seventy media members. Do you know why the Heisman Trophy is the biggest trophy? It's because, and like bigger than like the Maxwell, right, which is just given out to the best player. It's because the media gets the votes. Man, so I mean, what are you going to pump up? The one where you don't get a vote, or the one you get a vote? Like that's how the Heisman Trophy becomes so pumped up. Correct. Which again, I don't know if the result would have been different, right? We're talking about yeah. we're talking about podium finishes after this, but the result still would have been Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah, he but won. Some kids he dream won, just he, to get that call. He won the Maxwell Award, right? Mm-hmm. He still would have won it. But the most outstanding, the outstanding player of the year, which is how the Heisman Trophy defines it, outstanding. Eight hundred had half as many tackles for loss as Will Anderson. It's yeah. literally just because of those seven and a half sacks against Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan as to why he's there. Is he an awesome player? Yeah. Is he going to be a top ten pick? Certainly. Has he had? Has he been a more outstanding player than Will Anderson? No. 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 And, Is he and a more then, outstanding player than Kenneth Walker? No. No. And then he has a whole another top fifteen like, who do you think, pick. Who do you think was more important Sorry. to their team this year? If you if we want to go the valuable way, if you vote the MVP way. Who is more important to their team, Kenneth Walker or Aiden Hutchinson? No, Kenneth Walker. Uh, Bryce Young, I think, is the most important in the country, and then Kenneth Walker is number two. Yeah. 
I really think Kenneth Walker. I think Brandon two. Walker said this uh, from Unnecessary Roughness. Y- you were going to have Michigan's best guy just for the simple fact that they are such a big brand, yeah. and this is their first appearance in the college football playoff. And again, I'm not going conspiracy theory saying like the Heisman Trust invited him because of that. This came down. This comes down to votes. I I just think so many more people. You get the Alabama fatigue. Right, you had two Alabama players in the top four last year, three of the top five. You get the Alabama fatigue, where if Aiden Hutchinson had Will Anderson stats, he might win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, yeah but it's just—it's the new everybody. Michigan's a storyline this year. He's the best player on their team, which is making their first college football playoff appearance. That's why he was there. Yeah, I, my thing is everybody. How about you just get better? Stop complaining about the fatigue and seeing the same four teams yeah. and the same players. How about you just well, like, get better? I mean, it's like LeBron, right? It's yeah. the reason he doesn't win the MVP every single year. Yeah, just get better. Like, you can't it's complain about – the best about, player in the NBA not named LeBron. You, Everybody – if you're a professional athlete or a college athlete, everybody has the same opportunity to do what Alabama is doing. Everybody has the same opportunity. I know you don't have a Nick Saban, but everybody has the same opportunity. Just get better. Nick Saban's been beat before. Plenty of times he's been beat before. Well, and when I say so the Al- I say the Alabama fatigue. I don't think people like are making a conscientious decision mm-hmm. to not support Alabama. I think it's more so when you see NFL linebacker after NFL linebacker after NFL linebacker after NFL linebacker after NFL linebacker come through there. You get kind of used to it, but I think the crying shame is he's having a better season than all of them. Yeah. It's what Shannon Sharp said about Alabama making the playoffs. It's the Alabama Invitational. Yeah. So just like the Heisman Trophy, it doesn't matter. Every well, this year, was not Alabama's the case before them. Nick Saban, right? Yeah, no. It's and not. Bryce Young's the first Alabama quarterback to ever win it. Mm-hmm. And he's the, what, fourth player under Saban to win it? Well, you got Trent, Derek. And Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Oh, fifth. Well, did Trent Richardson win it? I don't I know Derrick so. Henry did. Yeah, I don't think so. Derek, Mark. Devontae Smith and Bryce Young. I, I do know Trent Richardson was a monster, though. In oh, college. for sure. Oh, yeah. He was a monster in college. Him and Mark Ingram, that's the – I'm going to say stat-wise, but that's the best yeah, he running not, back. He did not win the highs. I didn't think so. Dang, that's crazy. Whew. He, he only had some guys come through. Mac Jones. Mac Jones could have won the Heisman last year if it wasn't for his yeah, teammate. Uh, dude, yeah. how about uh, uh, Harris? Here. I mean, he uh, Najee. Oh yeah, yeah, Najee. There you go. There, there goes another. I mean, he dude. finished fifth in the Heisman voting last year. There goes another, and he only finished fifth because he already had he two. Has two teammates ahead of him yeah. that finished one and two. Because it could have just been the Alabama invitation. You put all three in, and possibly what? Who who was the other person in the Heisman race last year that they were discussing? That's true. It is absurd what Alabama's done. Uh, last year, I don't even remember the finalists. I just know Mac Jones, Devontae. Was it Smith. just? Was it Justin Fields? No, I want to say it was Kyle Trask. Was he? I know uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields had a down year last year, uh, based off of like what he did his first year with forty touchdowns and like three picks. Uh, it was Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Devonta Smith, and Kyle Trask. Okay, okay, yep. Okay, Kyle Trask, Trevor Lawrence. And still, no Clemson players have ever won it. Shocking. Deshaun Watson, D Hop. I love C.J. Spiller is. It is nuts what Alabama under Nick Saban has done. And I always come back to this point, and people always come back with, oh, you got to win. You got to win. I kind of look at what Alabama's done the same vein. I look at what Tom Brady and the Patriots did, where 
it's going to be hard for me to keep a guy like Philip Rivers out of the Hall of Fame because he never won a Super Bowl. Because what was standing in his way every single year? Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. You have to get through the greatest quarterback coaching combo of all time, mm-hmm. the greatest team of all time, and because you didn't, that's why you're not in the Hall of Fame. It's kind of like with Peyton Manning where I don't think he gets the credit he deserves as probably one of the top three quarterbacks of all time. It's just because he doesn't have the Super Bowls because why? Usually ran to a guy named Tom Brady in the playoffs. You want another crazy thing, though? He's 3-2 and two against Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. Crazy. He he actually beat him more than but he lost. But if he's not there, yeah, if Brady's not there. Yeah. Yeah, It's he's done that to a lot of yeah. people. And Bama is some good Georgia like, teams like, that could have yeah, won. Well, yeah, think about everything they've done. Like, think about how many more championships uh, Clemson could have had, right? Yeah. I mean, Georgia would have two to three right now. Yeah, you mentioned Georgia. Probably, yeah, probably 2012, probably 2017. They were a really good team in 2018. Yeah. They would have two to three. Hell, they might do it to them again this year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you maybe have. It's it's hard for me. That's why people always say winning is so hard. Yeah. I think you have to go back and look at the context where if you're like, oh, well, this coach only won, uh, didn't win this, this, or this, it's like, well, dude, he he was coaching. In college football, at the same time as Nick Saban, it's it, it it's been like, like that specifically forever. with the coaches in the SEC West. Like if you look at like the constant turnover, mm-hmm. it is such a hard job coaching in the SEC West because of the standard Alabama puts out there. It's not just the fact you have to play Alabama every year; it's the fact that you have to get past them just to get to the SEC championship. And then yeah, and then you now you might have to play them. It, say Auburn had beat Georgia, yeah, in the, you would have to play Bama again in the playoffs after you just beat them. Just like Auburn had to play Georgia again in that SEC championship that year after they beat. It's hard to get past that. Like, you're going to – Georgia, Bama, Georgia, Bama. It's hard to get past that outside of being a Georgia-Bama fan. So, it's hard to win, man. Uh, it's not a hard life for Patriots or Alabama fans. So, they got, they got, they got that going That's why they Enjoy have so it. many fans. Enjoy it. Fans? Are you saying yeah, fans with quotation wax. marks? I don't see you saying air quotes. I, I oh oh. Hey, I know you say something about me being a Lakers fan. I know a Ohio State football, Patriots football fan, a Duke basketball fan, and a Golden State Warriors basketball fan. That's I don't know how. What is you their do that. reasoning behind it? Because I know everyone will give you the oh well, my cousin uh, is from Oakland and he brought me a Golden State jersey when I was really little. And my mom took online classes at Duke during her MBA. And, you know, I just – I had a cousin that went to Ohio State, and so that's why I support Ohio State. Let, and what's the reasoning? Let me make this fast. I will stick to – I've been watching NBA basically my whole life. Golden State didn't get on TV until 2014. So how are you a Golden State fan? They weren't good until about 2014. I will be 1,000% honest with you, Cam. I've watched sports a lot growing up mm-hmm. until – Steve Kerr got there. I didn't know that they were an NBA team because they were that they were really bad. They didn't make the playoffs for like ten years. Yeah, even more. And even when Steph got there, they weren't good. Now all of a sudden, the country's Golden State fans. I'm like, y- y'all were like 15, 16, 17 years old when they got good. There's no way y'all just grew up being. A I was Golden like State 25 fan. when they got good, so I appreciate yeah, that. Nobody watched West Thanks, Coast Cam. Golden State. Thanks, Cam. You know. Yeah. Hey, I'm just saying. Thanks for making me feel old here I'm on saying. a Monday. At least the Lakers was good growing up for me. So, you know, I, I turn on the TV, you see L.A. in 03, 04, 05. You saw him every year. Yeah, Cam will tell you, literally the only reason he's a Lakers fan. Kobe. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the At only least reason. he's honest. We got yeah. more to come here on second down. We'll be right back after this. Adam Fisher coming in with the, the factoids for us on Golden State. He says they were good in the early 90s. 
Tim Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Latrell Spruill. Also drafted Chris Weber. Adam, I appreciate that. Uh, you know who else was good in the early 90s? Me, because, you know, I was, like, born. I wasn't. Just kind of rolling around in the crib. Yeah, uh, Adam, those was towards the kids now that are, like, my age, 23, who were quote-unquote Golden State fans in 2014. There's no way possible they were. Is Steph Curry the best player in the NBA? Heck no. Who's better? Kevin Durant, Giannis, LeBron. You said you said heck no. Yeah, heck no. no. So you're you're starting a you do a fantasy draft. Like the NBA has to break up everything. They do a fantasy draft next year. First, first player pick? off the board. Giannis. Kevin Durant's better than Giannis. Second. But I think Kevin Durant. Third. LeBron. Still LeBron? Yeah. It's like 87 years old. Have you seen what he's been doing since he's been I mean, back? He's different. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's an old dude that will never get old, if that makes sense. He's an old dude by age, but on the court, <sighs> I don't know how he does What's it. What's stronger, LeBron's game or his portfolio? Because, I mean, man, the checkbook's looking nice. Actually, his game, man, he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. He's averaging 27 a game, and he's like 37, year he's 19. 87 years old, yeah. Yeah, he's been playing almost longer than I've been alive, longer <laughs> than my sister's been alive. So that's absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But appreciate it, Adam. You know, we appreciate that. But yeah, always appreciate yeah. the comments there. And again, if you want, if you want to call in or you want to comment, nine one two three four two seven one eight four. Again, we're breaking down all of the transfer portal news. We're breaking down all of the All American news, college football, NFL. I mean, the Falcons got the win. Jaguars. We're talking about hitting rock bottom. That's bad right now. That's a sinking ship. That's um, bad right Urban now. Urban Meyer might be. I, I, I wanted to talk about the All-American teams here, but I kind of want to pull up this stat uh, from CBS Sports because, I mean, Cam, it's getting bad. Urban Meyer might be on his way out. Uh, can they afford it? All right, this is from CBS Sports. Hmm. Through their first 13 career starts, Gardner Minshew, 3,022 yards. Trevor Lawrence, 2,735 yards. So call it. Roughly a 300 yards difference. Passing touchdowns, 21 touchdowns for Gardner, nine for Trevor Lawrence. Four interceptions for Gardner, 14 for Trevor Lawrence. And the all-important stat, win-loss ratio, seven and six for Gardner, two and 11 for Mr. Lawrence. Granted, Gardner had a like. I, I, no, I, he I think didn't have I, that defense. I think last year there was a one and seven start for Gardner, but you could mm-hmm. tell. The entire franchise was tanking for Trevor. Yeah, and it's messed up because he had a really good rookie year where they competed with. I still think they had Calais and yeah. Jalen Ramsey and those. But then Jalen Ramsey demands a trade. Yep, and ma- it makes it harder, you know, for him to win. But Urban Meyer might be on his way out. I mean, it's it's Jacksonville's fault though. I mean, he's and I like Urban Meyer, but you you kind of ran from the Florida situation, ran from the Ohio State situation, kind of laid off a he little had bit. Health and, problems, Cam. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then he went to Jacksonville, and it's just like you're getting a coach that hasn't coached in, in the NFL with a rookie quarterback and a bad roster, which I still think that roster might be equivalent to the Falcons. That's fair. But a really bad roster. Trevor Lawrence is in for a long time until he gets a functioning head coach, a functioning OC Do you remember some better players. Do you remember what I asked you before the season? What? I asked you, do you what do you think is more likely – Trevor Lawrence is Peyton Manning 
or Trevor Lawrence is Herbert? Carson Wentz. Oh, Carson Wentz. Peyton Manning had a bad rookie season. Really bad. Right, but like Peyton Manning was supposed to be the savior. Yeah. And he was. Oh, Not man. Carson Wentz. I don't know why I say Carson Wentz because he's for the Colts. Andrew Luck. Sorry. Oh, yeah. What do you think is more likely, that he's Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck? I don't want to put Andrew him. Luck was really good. Heck, yeah. But it was just kind of like – Those peaked, are two really good guys. But he peaked. But Andrew Luck peaked against the Patriots where they lost that AFC Championship and then like Gate from all that. But still, nothing really ever came after that. Like, is he going to be the savior of a franchise or is he just going to be another guy? He would love to be both of them if I'm, if I'm him. But Luck – he didn't have a lot. If they had the, the team Indianapolis has right now, they had Andrew Luck, they'll win the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, still, this was, like, like, what, this was yeah. what, five years ago when Andrew Luck was really good? So that's like a whole Man. other team. But I'm just saying, yeah. it's, everyone expected him coming in to be Peyton Manning. I was like, man, you should be excited if he's Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel bad for him. All the rookie quarterbacks are struggling, but I think he's – no, Zach Wilson is struggling worse. Him and Zach Wilson are struggling bad, the number one and two picks. Here's a better question for you. What's more likely, he's Peyton Manning or he's Matt Stafford? I can see Matt Stafford. Yeah, I don't think he'll be Peyton Manning. Where Peyton Manning has, what, two Nothing can save that, yeah, that I type of franchise. I don't, I don't think he is going to get enough to be – Peyton Manning still had Reggie Wayne, Marvin well, Harrison. Well, they put, they put him Clark. around. That's who they put around him. Yeah, I don't think – Trevor Lawrence is not getting Look three Look on the Hall other side of that defense – Bob Sanders, Robert Mathis, uh, Dwight Freeney. Yep, they had some guys. Mm-hmm. He's not getting that in Jacksonville. Those are like I just we just named what seven Hall of Famers: Sanders, All right, Mathis, so let me, Freeney. Let me pose the question to you again: As he is thirteen games into his tenure as an NFL starting quarterback, what's what's the most likely scenario? Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, or Matt Stafford? Matt Stafford. I can see him putting up like good numbers. Make, like makes Stafford, Stafford makes the uh, playoffs one time. Yeah, and then and then after thirteen years, goes to another franchise. Yeah, it's hard to believe he might make the playoffs at this point. Man, yeah, Jacksonville is that bad. They're bad, like bad as just as a institution. Who did they even beat this year? They beat Buffalo. Was that nine to six? Yeah, it was nine to six. I don't, I don't know. Buffalo's on on a crashing. Keep it up, Buffalo. We play you in two weeks too. Buffalo, keep it up. Buffalo, much like the keep it up. Kansas City Chiefs. Every NFL team is going to go through a weird part of their schedule. They're on like a what? The Chiefs four games. Do you know? Do you know what the Chiefs' record is right now? Yeah, yeah nine, nine and, four. and four. Yeah, everybody's ready to put them to bed. I still have Patriots as my favorite. Something about the you Chiefs. You ride the Mac Jones like. train? No, I'm riding the Bill Belichick train. That's that's fair. That's a, that is a very <laughs> very consistent train. train. Oh, we got to take a quick break here. We'll come back with more right here on Second Down. On ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside Cam Urshry here. Glad to have you all hanging out on this Monday afternoon. Uh, congratulations go out to the Benedictine Cadets. Secured the Quad A GHSA State Championship this past Friday. Their first state championship since 2016. I mean, I know we have signing day coming up on Wednesday. Holden Garner, their quarterback's headed to Auburn. <laughs> Could we see him starting their opener next year? Possibly, but they got some kids on that team that could they could play some high level Division One too. I, I believe if you win a state championship, you can oh, yeah. play you can play wherever you want to play. Well, I mean, That's really hard. To I do. think I think their next quarterback is uh, Luke Cromanhawk. He's got an offer from Florida State. 
Yeah, those those wideouts that they have. Zayquan Bryant's nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Justin Thomas, the kid that you said that's playing at. Yeah, he's gonna uh, go play baseball. baseball at Georgia. He's nice. They have, they oh, have some then, really uh, nice guys. Speaking of baseball, football down in Camden County, Jamie Felix, uh, they're super talented running back. It's been such a weird recruiting recruiting process for him because he plays at Camden. He is a awesome running back. I think last year he was dealing with a hamstring injury. And so his recruiting kind of died off because junior year is such a big part. But he committed yesterday to Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech has now lost three running backs to the transfer portal and a running back to the NFL draft. Jordan Mason declared for the draft. I'm not saying that's why he committed, but I'm saying it's a big commitment for Georgia Tech. But speaking of football, baseball, he's going to play both sports Hmm. up at Georgia Tech. It's kind of cool. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe Kirby Smart walks over and says, hey, Justin Thomas, I heard you were – pretty dang good running back there in high school possibly i, I mean, mean he's he is a just thomas is a p5 level skill player uh yeah i'm i'm pretty sure he wouldn't have a problem if the he, he has yeah hey, can you come over here and play football for us like heck yeah he's he's, like, no he, he might be like hey I, I, he said after the state championship he's like you know it's my last football game ever now i was trying to focus on baseball i think he's gonna make some cheese that's playing respect, baseball though. yeah and that's, that's what respect. that's what he's focused on right now. Again, signing day coming up on Wednesday. A ton of players, uh, as we mentioned, Holden Garner signing with Auburn. Jamie Felix now signing uh, with Georgia Tech. We'll keep updates for you coming up tomorrow on where everybody is signing coming up on Wednesday. And then we will be out and about at signing day, bringing you coverage of that all Wednesday afternoon. The sports world never sleeps, nor do we. Three and out coming up next, B.J. Bennett, Ben Troop, and Kevin Thomas breaking down all of the news regarding the transfer portal and college football.